0: Hello, beautiful souls who are on their healing journey. This is Mel Rimsha. We're here to speak our truth through radical vulnerability. We look forward to sharing the most profound insights we have picked up along the way and provide you the tools in living your most abundant and joyful life. We're so excited you're joining us on our journey.
1: Today, we're going to talk about the art of holding space. I love this topic. This is a good one.
0: So what is holding space and...
1: Why is that even important to you? So this one is very important. It took me some time to really figure out as I was going through my own healing what exactly that meant. So that's why this is going to be good to talk about because some people aren't going to know what what we're talking about by those words. And it's a very basic concept too. It's something that all of us really desire and want. It's basic. It's simple. And yet it's amazing how we overlook it Mm -hmm. and actually kind of create more pain for people not realizing it thinking that we're doing the opposite. So really, all of us just want to be heard and seen, especially when, you know we're in pain and we're hurting. It's easy to, everyone's easy to be lovable when they're just happy and fun and easy and everything's just smooth selling. You know, but when when you're feeling like your hard feelings, your anger, your sadness, whatever it is, you're feeling hurt, That's when you really see when people can show up for you Mm -hmm. and hold space for you and love you. And I feel like there's a lot of us, the wound goes deep of just not feeling good enough. And I know at least for me, that wound, there's so many layers to that that I feel like I'm still working on. They go deeper than just logical, but down to, you know, connecting with my heart and how I feel. And that gets triggered, I feel like, when people can't just see me and hold me in my pain. So... It's as simple as just if I'm having a hard time and I want to just share with you, I just want you to listen. I just want you to listen to me and validate my hurt and my pain that I'm going through. So I don't want you to fix it. I don't want you to problem solve. I just want you to really just repeat back basically like what I'm saying to you. So if I'm like, you know what, I just, it really hurt the other day. When you didn't listen to me and you just stormed out of the room and all I want you to say is like, Hey, I'm, I'm really sorry that, that I didn't listen to you. And that hurt, that hurt you or whatever it is that I'm feeling. I just, I just want that pretty much repeated back to me. Like, I'm, I'm really sorry you had a rough day. I'm really sorry that that hurt you yeah. with a period at the end, no explanation, no, well, but they tried the best that they can, you yeah. know, or trying to stick up for the other people or, it's just it ends up being invalidating the person that's speaking.
0: Yeah, and holding space for me is like being somebody who's like holding a container for that person who's going through whatever they are um, to fully and openly express themselves without any judgment and sometimes, honestly, you don't have to say anything whatsoever. You just let them be and allow them to cry and scream and say things that might not even make sense. It just they just need a place to feel their feelings. And we did an episode on being present yesterday. And, you know, we talked about how even when things get dark, there's golden nuggets around you. But honestly, the the another part of that truth is that sometimes it gets so dark that it is hard to see the golden nuggets around you it is hard to see any level of positivity and in that space it's so necessary to allow that person to feel whatever they need to feel and then get to the light and love versus bypassing all of the crap that they're feeling which now is going to be stored in their body if they don't express it and then they try to just be toxically positive uh, which essentially gaslights their own uh, inner emotions you know and that's how I see it I was very good at holding space for people my whole life and that's kind of like the core reason for our even relationship development um and I was really good at listening like listening not responding not giving solutions but really listening to the person where they're at and because I've always known like there's like different levels of truth and there's always layers to go into so if they're crying about xyz you might, you might actually see that they're the reason cuts a lot deeper and may have to do with their childhood or something else that they've gone through way before in their life. So you just never know where that wound is coming from you know, I've seen kids who would cry at the littlest thing, but then you'll see their tears and it's like, okay, this is a lot deeper. The story has allowed them to express this emotion, but the story doesn't matter. The emotion needs to be held in the space that space where it's at and be expressed fully. And while I was good at holding space, I didn't actually have anybody holding space for me. So I was constantly gaslighted and, and being told, you know, whatever I'm feeling is not valid. Or I was around people, in, including my own parents, you know, what I learned was that is people always going into solution mode and for me what that is is truly so deeply disempowering because you are telling me that I can't I can't um, fix my own problems or come up with my own solutions when really what I'm needing is to be held and to allow myself to cry and express whatever it is that I need to be, I need to express. Um, and so when you do hold a container, you would be surprised most of the time. All you have to do is just be present with wherever that person is and just send love to that person. Not come up with solutions. And you know what? If that's what they need, needed, they'll come to you for that. Yeah. But most of the time, people don't need, including kids, they don't actually need you to fix their problems. All they need is to be seen fully for where they are in that very moment and to me that's what you know truly holding spaces and uh, mm-hmm. both Mel and I have held um, circles to facilitate healings and 90% of the job is to not to just be fully present with where people are yeah. not try to solve their problems but validate exactly where they are what they're feeling And that's really what the art to me is. Like yesterday, for example, I just went into this like deep wounding space of feeling like I had like just a rug pulled underneath me. I felt like I had no roots. I felt super ungrounded. I mean, I started even saying like, am I incompetent? Am I worthy? I mean, I was saying things that I've never even heard those words come out of my mouth. I completely lost any sense of who I was. And honestly, that's sometimes... That happens when you're drowning in that deep layered emotions that are coming up. You truly like your third eye completely closes and you can be around in the most beautiful place around the most beautiful people with everything in your palms and yet feel like you have nothing because you feel nothing. And so that's expressed through a story. So I had this whole story about, you know, the scarcity wound and how my parents, you know, I haven't talked to my family in like weeks and we've just had this like separation due to the way I chose to live my life and so the pain is valid but there were such deeper layers to that versus you know I didn't need a solution I just needed to be held and Mel and another friend Jeanette, they were both so good at just like allowing me to just cry and I was like in the gym on a yoga mat just like tearing and like feeling super embarrassed but she was really good at telling me like no that really sucks I'm sorry you're feeling this way and then she came back around to saying like you know you're safe here like I love you Sterling loves you and you have a safe home and and all of that is necessary like also reminding that you're safe you're here so it really is like everything that you say can be taken very literally so it's very important to be careful with your words because it can hurt in a in a in a way that you know that person is not able to take mm-hmm. and especially like trying to give them this positive things around them maybe they literally can't see it yeah. and i don't experience that very often to be honest but as a space holder i have seen a lot of people where they just get so lost because they're drowning in that emotion that was not expressed for s- many many
1: years. So that to me is holding space. Yeah. I love that. And really the truth is is in that moment what happens is it's like something really triggers you and it does go deeper than just oh gosh, my boss didn't appreciate me at work. That's not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. The reason you get so triggered is because it goes deep into maybe not feeling worthy or feeling appreciated in your life or with your parents or your family or whatever it whatever it goes to. It doesn't even matter. But really it's just, you just need to feel those feelings and just, just feel it. But a lot of times they're not rational at all. At least for me, when I get into that deep level, they're not rational. It's, I'm in the toddler space and really like with a toddler, there's no point trying to rationalize and talk to them and explain, well, actually here's some solutions in this. Like when they're throwing (laughs) a fit, they're not going to hear you. You've got to just give them space to work it out and let them just feel it and and then once they like can catch their breath and come back, then you can ask, hey, you know, are you in a space? Would you want to talk about maybe some solutions and like either wait for them to come back to you, mm-hmm. but it really needs to be a totally separate time Yeah, for the most part, just get in the habit of like never giving solutions in that moment. Maybe not even an hour later, maybe it needs to be the next day, like it It just nowhere around that time when they're triggered, really, all you do is just like hold them Mm -hmm. and let them know that they're safe with you just right there to fall apart. Because that's the interesting thing too, you know, kind of when we first met, I had realized, oh my gosh, like I never really fell apart like that in front of anyone. Like, I can't remember anyone before that, that I've really fallen (laughs) apart. Anyone, you know? So here I am like what, 38 years old and I've been stuffing everything my whole life, everything. And I was always trying to be the strong one for everybody else because I know they needed that and it's because I needed and wanted that. And so you were the first person that like literally within 15, 20 minutes, it's like I could just feel the energy from you. You didn't need to say anything, do anything, prove anything, just your existence because you've obviously practiced this and we're good at it. I just felt your energy and felt safe with you. And that's why we talk about like, oh, I'm going off about my keys and I'm going off about my cousin who had died. And then it was like this whole list. It was like a laundry list. Finally, I feel safe with this person to fall apart in front of them. And I know they're just going to hold me and it's going to be safe. And you didn't try to fix it. You were just quiet pretty much the whole time. You just sat there and was like, finally, Mm -hmm. someone's giving me like this safe space to fall apart. And it's like, I think it's because Maybe I tried to open up to other people in the past and they gave that response of, oh, well, you know, it's not that bad or, oh, well, it'll get better and, oh, it could be worse and, oh, count your blessings. Like so many people jumped out, oh, just forgive. It's like, cool, we can get to back to that maybe the next day, but in that mm-hmm. moment, like I need to fall apart. So it is such a basic concept, but so many of us skip it. And honestly, and I could find myself falling into that too, just because that's how I was taught. That's what I had had seen my whole life and there's so many times where I realized, oh, I kind of jumped in that pretty quick too. And I'm like, oh, that's really invalidating them It is kind of a gaslighting. It's in, it's totally feels like it takes their power away of like, oh well, come to me for all the advice like I don't ever want to be that person that's like I need to be like solve someone's problems or have the answers. I want to empower them to just say, hey, I trust you. Mm -hmm. I know you'll figure this out. And right now, I'm so sorry that you're hurting. And just hold them and just let them just fall apart and just get it all out and know that they'll come back and even remind them, you know, this is really tough right now.
0: Yeah, It's interesting, even yesterday, and I've been told that a lot, like, I met this woman, her friend, and I just gave her a single hug and she texted me this morning saying like, I don't know why I feel so safe with you, just with your hug, I felt your energy, like you are a safe person to express myself Mm. to, like that completely made my day and this is like a lifetime of work because, you know, I really want to pat myself on the back for, in all the ways I didn't get slight myself as a young kid, you know, my whole life, I think, and it was the opposite for you where you, it was always for you that, oh, my life, my life is good, my life is good, my life is good. That was your story. And for me, it was like, I'm so glad for everything that I've gone through and this, 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 this thing that happened with my dad, with my mom, that really damaged me, like not invalidating the hurt, even though they did the best that they could. Her mom did the best that she could in the place that she was in. If you hear that story, I mean, I feel for your mom. She did the best that she could. And at the same time, That doesn't take away the needs of a child, what you went through. And what that does is creates these like layers of wounds. And why that's not even necessary to look at is because, like, listen, no matter how positive you want to become about things that were bad in your life, they will come bite you in the butt until you see it for what it really is. And those parts of you need to be healed. So those are the unconscious aspects of yourself. So I love the count your blessings. Yes, always count your blessings. And be open to seeing where your deep inner seeded wounds actually existing you know i am a runner in all relationships things get hard even with her like when things get hard my tendency is to just run away You know, I have run my whole life because I felt so unsafe. I never had a safe place. So Of course, it makes sense that for me, it became kind of like part of my life purpose to give people safe spaces to express themselves fully for exactly where they are. Even my cousins, my sisters, you know, my family members would always tell me like, like, oh, well, that happened like 15 years ago, like get over it. Or but I really want to, you know, commend myself that I was very young starting my healing journey Because I could see like, yes, we were deep in poverty. Yes, things were hard. And I really needed help when I was in the dark of the dark at a young four-year-old, five-year-old. And then I went through sexual trauma and I didn't have any support whatsoever. I know that I reached out to people and nobody supported me. That pain is fucking real. So I am like patting myself in the back, like always, never guessing, being very grateful for the character building experience that I've had as a child and my whole life. And at the same time, knowing where the deep wounds were existing that have dictated my relationships, my career, my path. And in order for me to course correct my soul path, I will repeat, in order for me to course correct myself on the soul path, I needed to see all my experiences for what it really was to that little girl no matter how perfect everything was no matter how best everybody did we do sometimes unintentionally hurt others and we as parents like i'm not a mother yet but i'm gonna fuck up i'm gonna create some some hurt and pain without knowing and that's okay that's okay you know and that that's that's their part for them to now validate themselves and be have their space held and for you it was like the quite opposite where you were almost like convinced that everything was perfect and while things looked perfect they were I mean you had like no maternal support whatsoever what does that do to a young girl that's like the first feminine figure in your life you know, that no wonder you are the rock of your family. You had to learn to survive and be in your masculine and be constantly in your joy because you weren't allowed to be anything else. So now, you know, I. it's been really cool for me and her to be together. And it's honestly truly feels like an honor for me to hold space for you. Because when you fall apart, I'm like, <laughs> keep going, girl, it's beautiful. <laughs> you know, she came to my room like it was a few months ago and just... Complete. I She walked in and I was like, oh, I am dealing with like a eight-year-old Melinda. This is not a grown woman. <laughs> and it was beautiful. And I got to tell her like, it's okay, your heart is falling apart. It's okay. And she cried more and it was beautiful because honestly, sometimes that's all they need to hear that, hey, it's okay that your life is falling apart, yeah. that it is falling apart. Yes, cry. Your fear is valid. Your hurt is valid. Her hurt is Her heart was throbbing from pain. I can feel it from her spine, like in the back, not even on the chest. It was the moon was so deep of of that little girl that I just like, I felt honored that you chose, even though you had your husband there, your friends, you have friends all over this freaking country, that you come to me and allow yourself to fall apart because I got to hold that gentle little heart that was hurting. Like it doesn't matter how perfect your husband is, your life is doesn't matter that hurt is real and that hurt is finally after what 30 years choosing to come out so mm-hmm. you just never know where that wound or even like you'll meet people who are like just talking in a way you're like okay I think I just need to give them space to talk you just never know where it's coming from you never know how many lives you can change just by being present with it and allowing them, them to just be honoring them exactly where they are and not pushing some sort of agenda down yeah. their throat or giving them like master plans or solutions. Guess what? When they want it, they'll come to you for that. And I have come to you for that. Like, hey, I'm not good at this. Can you help me? So yeah. today we're going to sit down and overcome that thing that I really needed help with yesterday, you know? And and so that is such a key thing. And I see that more than anything in marriages, you know, a masculine is designed to be like this penetrative force. This like, you know, they're literally designed like like a penis. It has a direction. It has a, like an arrow. So they think that way. And it's for them, like, and you know, my partner confessed like, this is hard for me to not tell you all these beautiful things. But I know all you need to hear is to be validated and to be held space for you. So I got very lucky. But I know a lot of women struggle with their partner's constantly going into solution mode. Like, we love you for that. We need that. And when women need to fall apart, they just need to be held Yeah, in their, in their chaos, in their tornado.
1: This is hot. Yeah. And the truth is, a lot of times, I feel like men have a hard time with it, at least from what I've seen, because they've never had the space for that either. The society we live in, you know, patriarchy hurts men and women. And that's so built into the system where it's like, You know, if a boy starts to cry, a lot of times it's like, oh, well, I'll give you something to cry about. Like you hear a lot of parents that have kind of taught that and they're just not okay with it. And so one men, the reason they can't hold space for women who that's all they want, they maybe are more emotional and have feelings. They just want to express themselves and just be a mess and then come back to themselves, ride the waves. And it's because men aren't allowed that space either. So they don't know how to hold space for a woman or someone else is because they don't know how to hold space for themselves. So this is a really big issue and topic that needs to be addressed and talked about and it does take once you realize like before I didn't even know what this was it's like I didn't know I was in a cage but now that my eyes are open and I realize like oh ew that's icky like I don't want to I don't want to be gaslighting myself anymore because that's what I was doing I try to like validate everyone else as best as I could but for myself it was Come on, like you should know better and I'll oh, just forgive and just this. And it was like I never allowed myself space to just fill what I needed to fill, the messy feelings. If it was happy feelings, sure. And that's how I've been running my whole life is only comfortable in happiness. And I know there's so many people. That's who I was surrounded with. I feel like in religion, that's a big thing they teach is just serve other people, take care of other people, forgive, forgive it's all about serving other people and taking care of their needs. But the truth is I don't remember very many conversations or lessons that were about like holding space for yourself and serving yourself first. And, but yet we teach these vaguely and, you know, like on the airplane, you know, they talk about give yourself, you got, you have to give yourself the air first and not, automatically want to just go save your kid because you'll get one kid saved and then you run out of air and the rest of your family's gone. Like you have to go to you and then Mm -hmm. work with everybody else. And it's like, we say these just vaguely, but it's like, no, this, we really need to understand what that means Mm -hmm. and really practice that and fulfill our bucket. And I realized there was so much of my life I was running on pretty close to empty or I'd start with half a bucket and then it'd be completely depleted by the end of the day you know, my kids are coming to me and all they're getting is anger and frustration because they're getting the scraps, they're getting the bottom and they're still trying to pull from it. And then good luck giving anything to me. There's literally nothing. There's not even scraps left for me. I was on the back burner. And so it's really important to fill our buckets first Mm -hmm. and validate ourselves, listen to ourselves, hold space for ourselves.
0: Yeah. That's something like we definitely see in like the roles of mothers and fathers like it's constantly like giving 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 and their buckets are usually running really empty and they don't even allow themselves to feel anything because they don't have the space to and but here's like the full-on truth and this is biologically like proven is that you know your body keeps score you're and and this is something i was told my whole life like listen it's not that deep it is that deep my wound is, is that deep You know, just because I'm crying about this does not mean it's actually about something that happened years and years ago. And my body just finally addressing it. It just finally letting it out of my body, right? So you just never know. And you know what? There are no no best time for those kind of things to come up. But when you have children walking around like your little mirrors, triggering the shit out of you every single day and being like your best, they really do, especially women who are holding that child, you know, you are connected to that this wound and the kid will carry that generational wound. So part of it is also like, you know, I encourage everybody who also does don't have kids yet, like please honor your emotion. If you want to do any sort of healing work and don't know where to start, is starting with honoring your with your, your own emotions. So start holding space for yourself. Remember, you have your own uh, masculine within you, and that masculine is trained to be a space holder. So allow when every time you shut your emotions off, you are that's your inner masculinity not ready to hold space for you. So how can you expect that from anyone else? You know, and that was something, again, I'll pat myself on the back. I feel so deeply and I will tell people to fuck off out of my life for like a solid two hours so I can feel what I need to feel when things are coming up to my throat. Feel your shit, especially mothers. You, It's such, such a hard, hard task. And then men who are out there just working all day long and you know, playing that societal role and they have like no place to purge like the best thing you can do for each other. is one, no, like the kids are gonna, when they become their own people, they're gonna be safe to be on their own. You're not gonna play that role forever. But to learn to really be present with each other. It's not you versus her. It's really just like be a team and hold space for each other and trust your woman that she can hold her own. And if you can fully trust that, then you'll become a tenfold better space holder because you're not going to go into that solution where you're like, I trust my woman. She got this. But if she needs to feel this way, she needs to be a tornado today, I will allow
1: her to be an I'll I'll be the I. And you can do that for each other. It's really beautiful, actually. I love that. Well, and another really good point to make with this is the truth is our kids, those of us that have kids or whoever we're around, our partner, they're not going to learn this until we really learn it and can be it. So this isn't something you can just teach and say, hey, do this, do this. Like you actually have to practice it. This is a practice and be mindful with it every day. Mm -hmm. Maybe when you wake up, you're intentional of like, I'm going to hold space for myself today. I'm going to ask for what I need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so by you practicing that, your children are going to learn it. They're going to feel it. They're going to see it. So it's not being selfish. In fact, I mean, so many we like, So many of us like mothers are so proud that, oh, I sacrifice so much. I sacrifice everything. I give everything to my children. You know, I just, everything is to, I give it to my children and we're so proud of that. And I realize, okay, let's ask a question about this. Let's break this down. Would you be okay for your child to sacrifice them, their self when they get married and have children? Because that's the truth of it. It's like, okay, you get to be yourself and then you get married and then you're like, okay, I'm just going to be the best wife. And then you put yourself in this role of I'm just going to be the best wife and you're just serving your husband. And then you have children and then you're just, I'm going to serve them. And then literally you just keep disappearing, disappearing, losing yourself. And then your worth is tied into your children and your smart spouse in these partnerships. And then I hear so many women that's like when their kids move out, they're like, they cry and they're devastated and they don't know what to do. They don't know who they are. They don't even know the relationship with their spouse because they haven't really developed that because they've disappeared in it. And so we need to show our kids, like, I really practice this now that I've learned this concept. I'm very clear to my children. Like, my daughter will just be like, Mom, you, you know, you hung out with friends last night. And I'm like, Yeah, and I'm going on date night with dad tonight. Like, but you've been, you were gone last night too. And I'm like, Well, do you like hanging out with your friends? Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to hang out with my friends too. So we hung out last night. And I want to go out on date night with your dad tonight, you know? And so I'm really trying to teach them so it's that it's not selfish. It's not that I don't love her. So I say, I love you. I just want to spend time with my friends like you like spending time with your friends and Mm -hmm. just really show them. And then when I do self-care, I'm just going to go take care of myself today. Mm -hmm. Like rather than trying to hide that from my kids, I really try to show them and teach them because I want them to know it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to have friends. When you have a family, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, one or the other, Yeah, you know? And it does get busier when you have children. You are pulled in a lot of directions, but the best thing that you can do is really figure out how to have time and still show that time that you take for yourself. If it's just long bubble baths, whatever it is, do trades with different friends. You know, if you don't have money for babysitters, I've done that with friends before for overnight. We do once a month overnight babysitter trade you know, and it didn't cost any money. And so just be creative, to hold space for yourself. And then you're going to have more that you can give and be able to hold that space for other people as well. So, Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to point out too, when you talked about that example of when I came down and fell apart, just where I was at, like I woke up in the morning and just all this stuff flooded my mind, like just sadness. And I wasn't even sure what it was about exactly, but I went in the bathtub, my husband was sleeping and I was in there for an hour. And I remember like, I need help. I need help. And I'm saying that like quietly out loud. And I don't normally do that because my mind just kept racing and I didn't know what to do about it. And that's rare when I get in that place because I'm so used to just being alone. I feel safe dealing with my stuff alone. So usually I don't share when I'm falling apart, probably because I didn't do it growing up. I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel like there was space for me because I feel like my mom was always kind of falling apart and in a rough place that was like, I can't, obviously she can't hold space for me. So I just didn't even ask for that, but it was just interesting. I just remember like, I need help. I need help. And I'm just can't wake up my husband. And I don't know if he can even help me. I'm like, Rimsha's in the basement in the mm-hmm. guest room. And I'm just like, I'm like, I need help. And it's like, I think that was a big lesson for me too, of realizing sometimes we need help and we really do need to reach out to someone that feels safe to just hold us. And then I went down to your room and then again, I remember being outside your door. Like she might be asleep. She might be awake. I'm just kind of like crying outside your door. Like, do I knock? What do I do? Like, do I ask for help? Do I just deal with it? Like all of this flooded my mind of like, what do I do? I'm like, no, I, I need help. I need to ask for help. And then I came in and and I'm just like falling apart and crying and just fell on the floor like a little child curled up and you just held me and you were just quiet and you didn't try to ask me what's wrong, what's going on? Like, cause you knew I'm in a place I can't verbalize it. And I think that was such a good skill too. And another good tip for holding space is when someone's crying, like don't try to ask them what's going on. Just hold them and just let them know I'm here. Yeah. Feel you're safe to feel. And it was just fascinating. You're so in tune and so gifted that many people wouldn't know but it's like you nailed it you just knew i didn't say a word to you i just fell apart and you're like yeah it's okay you have a broken heart you haven't have a broken heart that you haven't felt you know like from your probably your mom wounds that i never allowed myself to feel my whole life so that did go so deep and it was just beautiful that you could just hold me and that you were able to see that and i just wept and cried. And I remember feeling like it was excruciating. It was Mm -hmm. so deep that I'm like, I don't want to feel this anymore. Like I want it to stop. What do I do? This hurts so deeply. And so that's why we don't know when people are falling apart, we don't know how deep it goes. And to try to give me a solution in that moment would have actually really hurt. Mm -hmm. And often that's what we do. We're coming from the deepest place of our heart. We just we don't want to see people in pain. Mm-hmm. So the truth is that's why I'm like, I can't blame anyone that tries to like fix it or have a solution. And mostly I think people, the ones that do that, it's because they've never validated themselves. themselves. So that's why, and and it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable seeing people in pain. Yeah. So it's really more about our own. The, the reason we can't hold space oh, yeah. and listen and validate other people is because it makes that. us uncomfortable because we're like. Uh, fix it, fix it, make it go away. And so we're trying to just hurry and fix it so we can feel better. So if we hurry and say, oh, oh, it's fine. And they're like, oh, okay. And they just kind of shut up. You don't realize a piece of them is actually dying more inside that that really was a hurtful comment to make. And it and it does make them feel that that they can't take care of it themselves. The, no, nope, this isn't a safe person to come to to let me just feel. And honestly, I think that's why I did just kind of stuff everything and I didn't open up to people. That was part of it. Because that, that's the response I would get. And I, no one felt safe until I met you and realized, whoa.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that so you brought the, all that up because I feel like you just read my mind. Because <laughs> I was thinking about the importance of reaching out. The importance of reaching out to people that you feel safe with. And because sometimes your spouse might not be enough or maybe they don't know how to hold space quite yet because maybe they're not holding space for themselves.
1: And really that's all we need is just someone to hold us and to know that we're enough. Like that's all I want to feel is to know that I'm enough even when I'm a mess and I'm being ridiculous and I'm acting like a toddler and I'm throwing a tantrum, acting like a child. I just want to be loved in that moment. And that's what most of us need, knowing that we're going to come back. I always come back i just want to be allowed the space to be able to fall apart and know someone can just hold me and love me and not have to fix it and go into adult problem solving m- mode at that moment and then naturally i'll just come back to it myself
0: yeah and and you know it was really an honor to be there for you at that moment like i really felt your deep pain like i knew okay this is a toddler speaking and another good point that you're making is seeking support so when you felt like you didn't have anybody to go to you came to me and that like the one person that you feel safe with and that's a beautiful thing so you know if your spouse isn't ready to hold space for you you don't have closest friends who know the art of holding space um reach out to somebody you do feel safe with like it's completely okay not you know it just and a lot of people like like she mentioned like aren't good at holding space because they aren't holding space for themselves so that makes complete sense but that doesn't dismiss your need uh to be fully expressed what you're going through like at that moment you were this little child and I felt your heart throbbing in the back of your spine and all I knew was like I just need to let you know that you're safe to fall apart and the more I said it the more I said your heart is breaking you allowed your heart to break and crack open completely that's what you needed, right? Like our language also matters, but you don't have to worry about that. Just learn to listen to others. And on that note, you know, I, this is the way we operate and this is what we needed. We learned from this experience of being together in this sisterhood. Um, You know, I would urge you to do the same for maybe even holding spaces for other women and allowing them to feel safe in your container like women supporting other women is like there's nothing more powerful than that Um, and share with us what are some ways that you hold space for others what what has worked for you what is something that you have need you, you are needing and same for men I mean they desperately need this they need a safe place to just feel their feelings as as these rocks of their families like this is so necessary for them so I also feel for the masculine on earth that had been so suppressed from their emotions for centuries but yeah this is this is where we end we would love to hear uh, your thoughts on holding space and what have you done especially those of you who are out there doing this work and what is this something that you are needing and share those tools with us and you never know what other people could find more useful than what we have offered um this is yeah this is all what our community is all about which is crowdsourcing and
1: sharing that love yeah Yeah. and I just wanted to add this is something that's teachable too so ask for what you need if now that we've talked about this maybe you weren't even aware that this was happening you're like oh my gosh I did not realize I've been invalidating myself my whole life like I just figured out just a few years ago and realized in the process Oh, I also have been invalidating other people because mm-hmm. that's the best I knew. So no shame. Yeah. You don't need to feel bad about it. Now you get. Now that we know better, we can do better. And it is something you can share with your spouse or your friends. Just say, "Hey, I'm really in a rough place right now." This is going to sound ridiculous. I'm going to be using the extremes. I'm going to use the word always, never. I hate everything. <laughs> I hate this person, even if it's not true. Like mm-hmm. we just sometimes we just need to get it out at hundred percent to fully let it pass and get it out. So the truth is the more you like try to hold it and try to like be like, oh, oh, I can't be extreme or, oh, don't say bad words or then we carry it. And then it's something you're carrying in your body. So the best that you can do is fully express yourself and get it out. If you need to scream, yell, bawl, cry, get it out. But ask those people around you, teach them this concept because the truth is a lot of people just don't know about this. They haven't been taught this. They haven't been shown it. And so just start asking for what you need from your partner. Let them know, say, hey, and if you are in a space. You can let them know ahead of time. Sometimes it's hard or talk to them when you're not in that messy place. Maybe you go talk to them after this episode and say, Hey, I would love it next time I'm falling apart. Like don't try to fix it. And I'll try to, and I'll do the same for you. Mm, and yes. we just hold space for each other and just allow each other to be a mess and that it's okay. How, what a beautiful gift. So yeah. practice this and see if you like it, see if it works for you. And again, share any other tools that you have that maybe we missed in here in the art of holding space. And let's just talk about it learn from each other. Cool. Thank you for listening to the Mel and Rimsha Her Story podcast. If you found value in our life experiences and shares, then please like, subscribe, and share this with your loved ones who may also benefit. Follow us on the socials at Mel and Rimsha. From our heart to yours with love and gratitude. We will see you on the next episode.